0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The coronavirus is one of many viruses that some researchers believe have a history that can be documented in the ancient Egyptians. My guest today is Dr. Hani Ayesh. He's an assistant professor of cardiovascular perfusion and surgery and neurology, and he's also an assistant dean for interprofessional research at Upstate. I appreciate you taking time away from your day to talk with me, Dr. Ayesh. Thank you very much, Amber. It's my honor. You were involved in a study that was recently published in one of the Lancet medical journals about what Egyptian mummies might be able to teach us. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yes. Um, this paper about uh, that, we found many, uh, many medical problems happen in the old ancient mummies. And we discovered a lot of bacteria and viruses uh, there, and even there's a lot of ova for schistosomiasis. In this uh, in these mammals so we know that the DNA once we discover the DNA of these viruses or bacteria or others we can these mammals can tell us a lot about the cultural medical and social life in this era what's important for us is what we are dealing with this uncertainty due to COVID 19 virus and uh, we don't know especially especially how, how this virus or, uh, originated how it's mutated what what makes this virus different than other viruses in, in diagnosis complication even post complication post covid-19 this is a lot of uncertainty in this virus make made us thinking about what's going on what how can this old egyptian mummies can tell us like they told us about hepatitis b and tuberculosis before so, especially we have very good source of this mummies they because there is mummies of of the human and there is mummies also for the pets and other animals. So, and they, if we found, and, and you know, that we discovered coronaviruses in many animals, like, uh, like cats, like dogs, and they have a lot of mummies there included in this and they found also 50 mummies for for the for the Corona for the pets and in many places in Egypt. So, what we think that if we know the DNA and the mutation happen in this virus, it can detect a lot for the future and can also help us to to detect the origin of this virus. If we found this virus in, in the Egyptian mummies, it's highly transmission or not what the factor affecting this transmission if they wrote anything on the wall regarding this one if there is because this virus uh, that they know the, the even the name of this virus is uh, sars i don't think it's respiratory virus it's mostly vascular it's a respiratory with vasculites and the the egyptian mummies and the Egyptian ancient egyptian described that there is some vascular uh, issue on this uh, mummy and, and and their health what makes the vascular issue maybe it is rna viruses like coronavirus affect their 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 vessels to cause clots and other, everything like this what we discovered it like atherosclerosis and other important manifestation this mummy there is a lot of things made us thinking to investigate why we don't investigate these mummies to know more about the origin of this virus. Maybe we will discover this virus and the origin of this virus, the mutation, what we can learn from the expected treatment and how they, if, if they have this virus, how they treat it, how they deal with these viruses. Maybe we will have a lot of lessons from those people in the ancient, and uh, ancient Egyptian.
0: Well, let me ask you something really basic, because I'm a little confused. I mean, the mummies are from 5,000 years ago. So if you find, like you mentioned, hepatitis or tuberculosis or atherosclerosis even, if you find those in a mummy, do they look the same as they would look in a person from present day? Or have they changed in some way?
1: No, it's not. Usually it's not activated, because uh, but we will discover the DNA from them so we will discover the remnant of them some mummies was in cold weather so we can we can we can discover these viruses or the part of these viruses in a very good way but some of them in hot weather and uh, and some of the human interaction and these mummies can destroy the mummies so we can detect some destroyed uh, part of this uh, virus, uh, viruses or bacteria but usually, we will want to discover that even any part of them, we discovered that there, there was a virus or bacteria there.
0: Well, let me ask you, what makes mummies, in the first place, what makes them good historical specimens? Because I understand there's several steps for the mummification process. Can you walk us through what those are and why it makes a mummy a good um, scientific uh, specimen?
1: Yes, the mummies pass many steps, takes about 70 days uh, due to mummification. About 40 days, they put it, number one, they dry these mummies, they put it in salt, about 40 days, and they put it in the table, tilting table, because they want to dry all the fluids inside the mummies. Then once they dry, they remove the brain and remove the intestinal or the, the, the intestinal and the kidney from the mummies. They remove the brain from the nose and they they open laparotomy and they they op, they remove all the intestinal and the old organs from the abdomen and chest they then they will dry it again they put it in salt and then we they return two organs mostly one organ in the and on this mum is the heart because they think that if the heart is heavy uh, this this man or this woman um, did a lot of sin in their life if the heart is thin they are good hearts so they keep the hearts inside the body because they believe that they will go to other life so this is one of the the sample they keep the skin then after they they dry it and they put uh, and they put it in salt they keep some they put a lot of stuff like oil and like a lot of stuff inside the mummies and then they wrap it um with many wraps took a lot of wraps about uh, then after this, they keep it so the skin will be preserved. And also the, the tissue inside will be preserved. The bone inside that will be preserved. And also this is what helped the scientists when they are doing CTs. They discovered there's a lot of TP on the bone, what we call POTS disease. They discovered a lot of bacteria affecting the bones. They discovered that there is clots and uh, there is a lot of discovery when they apply the new technology on diagnosis of the disease happen. So and we cannot find the specimen for five thousand year except those people. But the ethics to discover or to open them because even the, the 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 package of the of the of the mummies they keep it in a very far far away from the Nile because they don't want wet wet uh, soil. And then they can, and away from the human being, because they don't want uh, the 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 people to go inside and to open this uh, tapu. So there is a lot of uh, things make this specimen is great, and it's a very nice that we will see the origin of many viruses and bacteria on this stuff.
0: So I imagine the researchers from today uh, are they wearing protective gear when they're working on examining the remains of the mummies?
1: Yes, they 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 usually wear overprotective gears because because you know we don't know exactly if the these viruses can be activated or not. But the people who discovered the TB in England, they, nobody infected with the TB tuberculosis. But we don't know exactly if these viruses will be activated or not. But usually they are wearing overprotective gears for going inside these places, uh, and also when they go inside the mummies.
0: You're listening to Upstate's Health Link on air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Hani Ayesh. He's an assistant professor of cardiovascular perfusion and neurology at Upstate. And we're talking about some research he's done about what Egyptian mummies can teach us, possibly about coronaviruses. Now you mentioned already um, atherosclerosis, which can lead to heart disease um, and some other viruses and bacteria that have been found in Egyptian mummies. Um, my question is, do, do these viruses continue living in tissue that is dead, or are you just finding remnants of these viruses and bacteria?
1: And mostly these viruses, when it lives 5,000 years, mostly it will not be available, but the, the, the DNA is still there. Uh, it's activated or not, and there is, they keep the, their mummies uh, empty of, of oxygen because you know if if these bacteria or viruses uh and became alive it will decay the mummies so most of them mostly are dormant so I they're see. not yes they're not working but we don't know exactly if they, as i told you if it's activated or not i don't think that it will be activated but uh, we there is if, if there is something there uh nobody uh as i told you uh investigate this in a in depth to know what's going on.
0: What about flu viruses? Do you think ancient Egyptians got sick with influenza?
1: There is a lot of uh, studies now in England and other countries, uh, especially they have mummies in there. They are investigating about these flu viruses. We cannot exclude any virus, uh, but as I told you, it's some, according to the sample uh, and the tissue we have and the specimen we are, Having um, what we can find by CT, it will be great flu viruses. It will affect the bone. It's very uh, I don't think that they can discover it. But from the tissue, they are working in this uh, uh, research is now in England and in some other countries. But there is no confirmation that they found flu viruses.
0: Well, there's um, many coronaviruses, including the one that's responsible for the present global pandemic. Do you think it was present in Egyptians from 5,000 years ago, this same SARS-CoV-2 that we're dealing with today?
1: We don't know exactly if, because, you know, as you know, that there is four types of coronavirus. The, this PETA uh, type of what's called coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, one of the most novel of them, because... They discovered that the pets and the graves of Egyptians, they, and they have the corona, the MERSA which is uh, discovered in 2013, 2012 and 2013. And they discovered that the pet has the pets has this virus, but we don't know exactly this coronavirus, this COVID-19 is there or not but we must to investigate as I told you and we if we will find something like this we will know that uh, we must link this uh, virus with other uh, animals and other uh, factors according to the if the coronavirus is available it's, if we found it is available locally and we must discuss the environmental factor like humidity like the temperature like a lot of stuff can 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 affect the transmission of this. And also, you know, that uh, if if it's isolated cases uh, locally that maybe we we must know that what we call the molecular uh, clock of this virus to understand how long it will begin, how uh, how long it's working. This is very important for us.
0: Well, if you were to find coronaviruses in the human mummies, what sorts of things might you be able to tell us about SARS-CoV-2 and the variants that we're dealing with today? What do you think you might be able to learn?
1: Uh, we have a lot of lessons from them. Number one, we discovered the source of the, these viruses because as you know, there is a lot of mutation in these viruses every now and then. And we, once we know the genome or what's going on in the beginning and the mutations, we can discover what the expected mutation can happen in the future number 2 the treatment they can write something they wrote a lot about pets on the walls of their temples and there is about 50 pets they found it as a mummies in other uh, places we can find if there is link between all of them and if there is any treatment the old egyptian uh, people discovered to deal with this covid-19 we can learn a lot also number 3 about the transmission how it transmit, as I told you, if, if it's highly transmissible and they did something for, for this stuff, we can, we can learn number uh, 5 for the future. Uh, dealing with any viruses also, uh, as you know, the, the, the this molecular uh, uh, clock and this uh metagenomic analysis will give us a lot of information about uh, what the disease does. Maybe other other complication happen in ancient people. Maybe there is other mutations uh, happen with them. So we can expect what's going on. And also the relationship between human and, and, uh, and, and animals. This, this science is very important and to tell us how to decrease the next pandemic. If they, they found that they, they, like, like what happened in Denmark, Uh, they, they have a lot of animals affected with new mutation of of uh, covid-19 and they 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 killed all of of the animals and mink this is a mink animal uh, they cu- killed all of them and then uh, it removed uh, it decreased the infectivity of this virus so there is a lot of lessons from the origin from the diagnosis from the complication from the treatment we can found it in this old uh, history from the egyptian monks
0: paleogenetics, I guess is what this is called. Does that tie into your specialization of cardiovascular perfusion?
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm originally a cardiologist uh, and I have also, I'm working also, I work in my life and as a cardiologist most of my life and also I practice as a family medicine also. So I, I have dual uh, specialty uh, and I work in mechanical ventilation here in research on, on, on critical care. And I work in cardiovascular perfusion, I'm, I'm teaching for them a lot of courses related to cardiology and the basic see. science, basic science, like cardiac physiology, cardiac pathology, and cardiac pharmacology, select topic of this stuff. But you, I am originally cardiologist. I practice cardiology most of my life. And you're from Egypt. I am from Egypt originally. We love our history. <laughs> the best is very important to investigate our past. Because maybe it, we will discover something, all the world will be
0: benefiting. Well, it's fascinating. And once again, I want to thank you for taking time for this interview. My guest has been Dr. Hani Ayesh, an assistant professor of cardiovascular perfusion and surgery and neurology at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air.